Hi, welcome to Chicana Code Switchers. Your co-hosts are Ariana and Patricia. We are both Chicanas in our master's program. We are also scholar practitioners in student affairs. This podcast is intended to provide insights into higher education with a focus on social justice and pláticas of student experiences. With that being said, let's start the show. So, hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Chicana Code Switchers. I am your co-host Patricia and I have Ariana here. Hello everyone. Um so um Ariana, we mentioned uh, in our previous episodes that we were going to go to Dinner con Doctoras and um, you on the East Coast. And then for me, it was going to be in Fresno. Um, so we wanted to revisit um, and talk about our experiences um, going into our Dinner con Doctoras. And so, Ariana, let us know, like, um, how did it go for you? Yeah, I was really excited that someone on the East Coast um, decided or, you know, took the lead on to create um, a dinner con doctoras on the East Coast in Boston and in Cambridge, most conveniently. And we had a good turnout. We had about 10 people. Um, we didn't know each other. And we convened at a restaurant, at a Mexican restaurant. And part of the um, um, the gathering, it was to come in uh, with a red shirt or red lipstick so that we would be like uh, visible at this restaurant. And um, it was really cool to meet people from all over, from Rhode Island, from other parts of Boston. And um, we connected over a meal, which was really cool. And um, we did a little raffle on the spot. So um, we uh, raffled a shirt that said, I believe, Educated Latina. And, um, and then the organizer, actually uh, handed out notebooks that were created by, um, uh, what was it called, um, Doctora Designs. So we all got a little notebook and took a group picture at the end. And we just, we were, we were uh, all uh, Latinas from different parts of the country and uh, different fields. And yeah, it was really cool to just connect and gather and, um, yeah, it was just like, it was really nice to come together. And we're, we were so we were so excited to get together and like to have met each other that we want to connect again in October. So, um, so we'll, I don't know who organized that, but we got each other's numbers and now we follow each other on Instagram. And yeah, so a community was built from that. And so I really appreciate the idea and, um, you know, the that it, it's growing right across the country and, and there's little gatherings everywhere. That's really oh, awesome. What about you? So for my case, it was um, Dr. Larissa Mercado Lopez and I, um, we hosted it here in Fresno. So um, we both can like touch base and we're like, this is something that would be really awesome uh, to do um, for her. It was like an opportunity to just like um, host something um that she's really passionate about she has like a track record of like mentoring a lot of different students and then for me it was another opportunity to just be more well connected to meet other people around the central valley and especially fresno so um if i would have started 
like something like this, like going to an event, something like this, um, before going into my master's program, it would have been really awesome, um, to have made those connections before. But, you know, this year it was even, I mean, it it happened how it happened and met so many different people, um, from Merced, uh, Fresno, um, mostly there, there was a variety of different, um, doctors from like ADDs or, um, someone from a PhD in psychology, like there was like so many different, um, fields, mostly in education, um, which is not surprising. Um, but it was like really cool seeing like the recent graduates. We had a high school student, uh, show up, um, a few undergraduate students and some of us were in their masters. Um, so it was because like so many different trajectories and for, um, Larissa, it was important for her to also bring a space for recent graduates from their doctorate programs to also like connect with um, some professionals just so they understand like what how to navigate as first gen professionals um, and just give each other tips. So we put like our table um, where if you wanted to get mentored or you wanted to to mentor someone to put your card in there and to um, have an opportunity for people to like connect. So I made a bunch of connections there. I had a, um, a community college Puente coordinator there and she was looking for mentors. So that was really awesome. Um, I met a friend's connection there and she's doing her finishing her PhD program. So that was really cool. And so it was just like a bunch of like, it's, it was a really good energy to start the semester. And for us to remind ourselves that you know, a lot of us who work, do this work and, and work in this way, um, there's more than, than the, than the ones that we thought. Um, and so a lot of undergraduates and high school students were thinking about going to graduate school, um, but they were just unsure of like how that would look like. So, and also it was an opportunity for, um, Larissa and I to tell other people that we wanted to create a new chapter, a Malk's chapter. So it's Mujeres Activas en Letras y Cambio Social. That way we also create that pipeline on like research, expose people to what research is, um, organizing, um, and just creating comunidad like in this way. So, and the cool thing about this episode is that we brought um, Doctora Lorena Marquez uh, over to discuss because um, she was the one that I saw a bunch of this like doctorahood and and dinner con doctoras coming about and so it would be really awesome for her like to speak uh on this and so uh doctora lorena marquez uh pronouns are she her hers um currently a poly uh, transfer coordinator at cal poly pomona um hashtag doctorahood creatress um her educational trajectory started uh with a bachelor's at cal poly pomona and also a master's at azusa uh, Pacific University and a doctorate from Cal State Fullerton. Um, Doctora Lorena Marquez is a first-generation Chicana f- feminist scholar practitioner at Cal State uh, California State Polytech Polytechnic uh, University Pomona, uh, using frameworks of critical race theory and Latcrit theory to center her work on intersectionality, access, and student success and equity. Um, Doctora Lorena uses an asset-based lens to create inclusivity for Latinx parents and students throughout the K through 20 educational pipeline. Uh, guided by her research, she focuses on community leaders, faculty, staff, and administrators, and their role and responsibility to engage parents and families to create college-going familias 
by institutionalizing culturally relevant practices to cultivate Latinx student success. Her familia-style leadership creates collective approaches to build community. Currently, Dr. Lorena um, serves as an educational partner with the Pomona Unified School District and their college and career readiness initiatives, as well as an advocate for parent engagement efforts. Her current work focuses on first year transition experience for first gen underrepresented communities developing transfer sending and trans and receiving cultures, as well as creating visibility for Latinx parental engagement in higher education. So welcome. Hola, hello, thank you for having me. Hearing all that, I'm like, wow, I do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so could you tell us about how did Dinner con Doctoras come to be and what has been the experience so far just seeing a lot of these events popping up from different places around the nation? Yeah, I mean, first, thank you for asking me to be on a podcast. Um, it's my first podcast interview, so I'm excited to just share the story of um, of my passion, um, you know, I call it a passion project, but uh, the first Theater Con Doctoras was, came about because um, I'm part of the, the amazing Facebook group, Latinas Completing Doctoral Degrees, and um, I just kept seeing um, a lot of amazing, like, updates of where other doctoras and future doctoras' journeys were at, um, but I wanted to I mean, being very community oriented, I wanted to meet some of them and also kind of like see them in real life and try to see what we can do together to take it to the next level. And so um, the first Dinner Con Doctoras was just, okay, I'm gonna do this. Um, I celebrate my whole birthday month in April. And so I added it as one of my events for my birthday month in uh, April. So Wednesday, April 11, 2018, we were in Highland Park in a Vietnamese uh, woman of color owned restaurant. And uh, and that was all intentional and purposeful in terms of just like supporting and always creating like sisterhood. Um, and it was myself and four others um, who came together and just a couple of mujeres who were in it or were, were through it and were just wanting to create community. And it just was, um, from that, it just felt really great to be able to, to see faces and to hear stories um and then it just kind of and then it was just it just kind of stayed there in the back of my mind um and then come next april so april of 2019 um i still was like it, there was more that i wanted to do but i didn't really know how to do it and so i just committed i i, I was actually in japan when i posted that flyer of um the summer edition tour, I called it, I believe, the Dinner Con Doctora summer edition tour, where I just committed because I was visiting these places and I just said, you know what, since I'm visiting all these places, Portland, Santa Cruz, Oakland, you know, Pomona, I live in Pomona, um, I'm right next to LA, grew up in LA area. I just committed to those places um, and put out a flyer and that's kind of when you know, stuff started to, to really just roll naturally, organically. Um, and the first couple of dinners, uh, you know, it, it's not about quantity. It's really about the, the quality of the conversation and the people uh, being able to tell their stories. And so I think posting that, those stories and those pictures afterwards on, the, on that Facebook group, you know, then others were like, how do I do mine? I want to do, can you come? Well, first of all, they're like, can you come to Chicago? Can you come? to New York and I'm like no I can't <laughs> um, 
then that that's when the idea of like I I wanting to bring people together in real life. I that's I created the toolkit for others to then do it themselves. Um, and I had about 14, 14 different um, mujeres respond saying that they wanted the toolkit. And as of today, we have about you know twelve to fifteen dinner conductoras that have happened across the nation, and more that are that are being put into the work. And so. I know that um, some. I just talked to someone that did one in Phoenix yesterday, or I talked to her yesterday, and she wants to continue to do more work. Um, I know there's one being done in Denver, Colorado, and and Chicago, and another one again in San Diego. So it's just really exciting to see. Uh, I always said that this was about like brown girl magia. Um, I never felt like I had um, mentors or femtors who really poured into me. And um, and not that they weren't there, I just think that that wasn't something that they knew how to do. And so I didn't want to continue to perpetuate that for the Chicana Latinas that I worked with or I knew that were going into grad school and that I someday hope that they would consider or understand like the pathway to get um, a doctorate because as first gen, we experience everything for the first time. And so I wanted to be able to demystify that some more and create like a community of of, uh, of, of hermanas, but, you know, ultimately doctorahood that all of us, you know, current, future, and and um, and thinking about it. Um, I mean, I, it's exciting to hear that someone from high school came, you know, like there's, there's just so much potential with what we can do a, across the nation to be able really to develop each other. And so I was, I'm all about helping people rise. And, um, and I guess sometimes you, you think about your own struggles and you don't want to see others struggle. And um, that's why Dinner Conductoras happened. I mean, really, it was just something that I I saw a need. And, and, and then, you know, people were thirsty for, for that need and wanted to create it. I mean, I love seeing, like, FOMO, I, LA is, is having so much, the West Coast is having so much fun with all these dinners. And, and I literally would say, like, you can do one too, like, just host it. And, but then I knew that, well, how do I provide the tools for folks to understand that um, you can host your own? Um, and it's simple, but it's still like, it's still about making it happen. And so, you know, a quick two pager of like, here's the temple of the image. Here's um, a couple of things to consider. Cause you know, the intentionality of like picking space, spaces that were also community oriented and, and um, people of color owned, it's to also continue to, to be community oriented and support each other. And so, uh, yeah, the doctorahood is growing and there's just so many more ideas that are coming out of it. And so I'm excited. And, you know, this podcast, I was asking you earlier before we got on, how do, how do you do that? And I think that's the need to do, right? That we also teach others how to, how to do it and that there's always more than enough room for all of us to be a part of it. Yeah. And it's interesting how, like, we're, we were talking about how, like, each area and whoever is hosting it does it so differently that you're like oh my gosh that was like that would be a really good idea to incorporate because we had um a discussion right after having hosted the dinner conductores in fresno about how about the next one someone else decides to like so it's not the same person having to do you know like the work to put it together and someone else can host it and have like a you know just like another discussion at a different restaurant like let's showcase and bring manuscripts or you know the work that we do any projects any templates um that way others can learn like what is not only the research but also like 
how does it look like in every single you know field or discipline that we're coming from because there's so much that we can each teach each other and so many so much wealth of like knowledge and skills that each one of us can have like i have one of my colegas like she's really good at google tools you know like and knowing how to do shortcuts and everything and i'm like wow if we could teach more people how to use excel sheet you know they could really you know start thinking about creating those positions that are like more you know either intimidating because of like that google sheet the budgets you know on all these things and we could just like learn from each other and like it's a reciprocal thing where cada quien tiene su propio like talent but each one of us together um can do so much greatness yeah i think i mean you're hitting it on the nail i think you know anybody could have thought of hey let's gather people i'm sure people have thought about it um but one of my strengths is marketing and um you know design and just gathering people and so i'm able to like put those two things together to help others be able to do it too and i think with the dinners it just helps to create a community like you know you have when you go on to your facebook groups that are online and like yeah you know you post something and people like it and give some advice but you know those posts get lost and to me i mean doing the work around i mean why i say a lot of like familia oriented and familia leadership because i learned that from my cultura right i learned that from um my my own community and so trying to incorporate that into different spaces that to some degree don't allow it you know being very uh you know, the United States being very ethnocentric and independent, we're almost told to ignore like how we grew up. And so, you know, I just, I just, I just know what has been powerful for me in being able to be, you know, around my familia. And that familia means like, not just my mom, dad, brothers and sisters, but my uncles, cousins, abuelita, like neighbors, like, you know, that it's really about creating this network. And so um, the, 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 the doctorahood, I think, is is hitting on something that we haven't had. But I think also bigger is that, you know, this brown girl magia, like, we don't talk about lifting each other up. Like, I, I think there's this completely, there's this need to compete versus to lift each other up. And so I, I, I never want to be a part of things that are counter to you know, developing community and developing others. I mean, my, my whole background is in student development. So all I do is develop people. And I say my purpose, I always try to figure out my purpose in meeting people. Um, what is my purpose in meeting you? And usually I have some some connection for them to be able to grow. And it's outside of me, but it's the beauty of like being able to like really understand one, yourself, and then two, how you can use your gifts and talents and, and strengths and education ultimately, because that's a privilege uh, that we have been able to receive, uh, to be able to like further further their journey, and then and then you're modeling ultimately what they should be doing too. Like I mean, you know, there is some expectation on my end that um, it, it continues, and like you said, that it doesn't just land on one person. That we all take some responsibility and see our purpose in making sure those connections, because. Now there's a ton of like folks that have different ideas that are coming out of the dinners. And to me, like, that's beautiful. Like, it's about the we, not about the me. So when at sometimes when folks would say, come, can you come or can you host one here? 
I, I would say like, no, I can't. <laughs> um, and not, not because I don't want to, but you know, it costs money. And really it's about, you know, giving them the tools to be able to do it themselves too. Yeah. And having some sort of autonomy to, and, and giving those people like the agency of, you know, you know more of your community than I do, you know, and it, Most and, and, and you know where the gaps are needed and what needs to happen. And I think, for me, the same thing, because we work in student affairs, it's like a lot of the things is, um, yes, let's give the holistic development of the student, but sometimes that student is so used to getting the top-down directions that it's hard for them to imagine a world where they have so much agency and so much uh, freedom to have that creativity and be like, you can, you know, you know, use your own experience, your own, um, how you felt things happen, and then critically think and put it together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, and that's, that's, that goes back to like, um, honoring people's like strengths and the capital that they bring, um, and allowing them to see it. It's like, it's already within, but it's like allowing people to understand that they have the power and the ability to, to really create and make change and impact. And, you know, and ultimately like there's, there's a lot of ideas in my head of what else can be happening from these dinners. Um, but like, any side hustle, passion project, you know, I mean, I got, I got jobs and real personal stuff. Like it, it really is about like just making sure to give myself time and just let it also be super organic. And so when I first thought of it, it was like, okay, let's gather like some doctoras. Um, but then the need grew of like women that want, that are, are thinking about it. Like, so the whole future doctora concept. And so, you know, created stickers that said doctora and gave those out for free just to create visibility because stickers are all the rage right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then created the shirt um, that said doctora. But then at the Pomona dinner con doctoras, it was really, it was really beautiful because a lot of the students that were there were like my students who were in their master's program. Um, and now like literally like my first student when I first started in the Cesare Chavez Center for Higher Education, she was in town because she's um, in the East Coast uh, or the Midwest um, getting her her doctorate and working on her PhD. And she came to the dinner. And then like my last student from when I before I left the Chavez Center, she came as well. So it was like very full circle for me to see like the time of me doing like specific Chicanx Latinx uh, Research Center work. Um, I mean, it's I'm 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 brown from after nine to five as well, obviously, but like, you know, doing the work in terms of a position um, to see that they were there and to also have them talk about like, you know, what about like a future doctora dinner or what about a future doctora shirt? Um, it, it just was speaking to like the need, you know, of being able to really create something for them for and then those that are coming and that we take, we take the responsibility of really understanding that this is bigger than ourselves. and. You know, when I was in my dissertation mode, the educational um, Chicano pipeline was the back of my cell phone. And it was, you know, it's daunting, it's truthful numbers, but it's like deficit thinking, right? Because it's the less than 1% that get a, a doctorate degree. So, but it was my reminder of like, well, what am I doing about it, right? Like, like my reminder to one, finish, um, <laughs> but two, like, what is, what is the next, to do to also change that number because I, I, 
I am blessed to know so many doctoras because I'm in this field, right? And I go to conferences and I just can make connections. So I knew like, and then the, the Facebook group, right? Like, so I know that they're there, but like to see that, that, that truthful number of less than 1%, you know, I wanted to be able to do something to like change that and to, to, to turn it around. And I, I, for me, this is the, the advocacy and the um, activist side of who I am to try to do that. And, um, you know, we all have a, you know, I have, I know that in the work that I do anywhere that I'm at, whether, you know, my past working in athletics, student life, or even now with transfer students, it's really about everyone working to find their voice and to use that voice to make some change. Because we can, it's just, we don't know sometimes. And so Dinner con Doctoras is just the beautiful way to create a circle, you know, and a woman, and women's circles are powerful. So um, there's just so much coming out of it that I'm, I'm super excited and, and get energized by others when sometimes I need to be energized too. Yeah, and it's really interesting because, uh, and you mentioned like every single step of the way to get to do- Doctora Hood is like a whole different need. And and it and it changes from you know generation to generation, but it also like it's amazing to come together with like different kinds of um, individuals coming in with their own experiences. Because what I got out of one of the the conversations I had with someone from the the event was, I had a student who had gone to Fresno State and was like, here, like let me like you're in doing the thesis. I had to do like here's some of the materials of like what to get done because I was telling her I wasn't getting that much guidance. And so that could be very detrimental for someone who's like, okay, now you don't, now you may like switch and do a project instead of a thesis, you know, these like really critical ayudas que a veces like, you know, that your institution isn't giving it to you, but through word of mouth, you know, stating your needs, communicating, here's what I need, because that's what we did in the, in one of the events, we asked everyone's like, why are you here? And what would you hope to get out of it? And it was amazing. Like each one of us, like being able to like even reflect on like okay what is it that i do need and where is that gap that can be filled maybe somewhere who knows someone from here and it all comes from like a bunch of us who are like super like social that are like really you know like putting it out there and we are just so resourceful in that way and so it's amazing that like opportunities like this can happen and that each one of us can put it together and like help each other out move along the way yeah and i like that you you know you mentioned like when you say that social i think like the dinners i've seen so many different personalities come through um that it's it and and that you know even if you're not asking what you need like sometimes all they need was to be able to see others that have been through it or that are going through it um and and again like as more happen um my hope is that i can reach out to the the individuals that um that I provided the toolkit to, to be able to kind of get an update of like kind of what was some of like the themes, right? Research nerds so are going to ask for themes or some findings. <laughs> uh, um, but just to better understand like um, what else is missing, because obviously uh, I'm someone that like looks at the world and sees the gaps in order for and but then just doesn't look at them and sees them i i try i do my best to address them however much that i can um and so the arizona dinner con doctoras the phoenix arizona one she and i just talked yesterday and she has amazing ideas and is very website savvy um i'm not and so she really wants to work together about how to now create a collective website for 
all the podcasts. So your podcast, Las Doctoras podcast, um, that are that will then be a one place for us to really go to to be able to to find out about all the different support systems because um, I mean Facebook is is great those those groups but you know you can get lost in like in all the posts and 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 different things so she wants to like put, have a little area where dinner con doctoras and the toolkit can be found and so when folks ask about it then more people know oh go here versus right now it's a little bit of like making i'm making sure that i stay on top of who's asking or providing it um in order for in order for them to just have some guidance um i mean i give some expectations but really it's loose right and the suggestions as well but i think it's really about making sure that people just feel like they know that they can do it and sometimes you don't if you have if you start with like a blank slate it just feels like a lot and luckily because of the different types of personalities that come through um <laughs> individuals really are excited about making sure that they put it together and and it and it looks different for everyone the arizona phoenix the phoenix arizona she asked for stickers because she knew i had stickers and so i sent her like 30 stickers and she created cute little like baggies and um you know i i know that the one in um one in the one in the east coast like they did a really good job of name tags i forgot name tags i, I suggested but i forgot name tags in la and in Pomona <laughs> when I it, right uh, but i think those are things that just as you see others do their own thing add their own like twist to it it just inspires you to like oh, okay yeah and i know like someone at usc and ucla want to host one in september and so um, working with them to see what that looks like. Um, and, you know, I think the power of social media is just so amazing in terms of being able to connect us. Like, I mean, here we are um, working on this interview podcast and making sure that we get spread the word and empower uh, uh, otras to be able to also do either dinner con doctoras or other things. Like the one that we hosted in LA was at the, uh, I worked with uh academic mommy Mari and you know she and I just met through Instagram and the beauty of that was like she asked me to come to her Vasa grad and hood her because we just were connected through Instagram and so here I am on the stage of um, UCLA's Vasa grad and you know I've put together Vasa grads for Cal Poly Pomona um, sitting next to like the critical race theory, transfer receptive culture, like writer, like, <laughs> right? Like I had the, my own moment of like, whoa, like how did I get here? But it's because of the power that we have. Like, like I mean, because I was connected to her and we created a, a sisterhood, a doctorahood, like we have the resources within our own like brown girl magia to be re able to like continue to support each other and to help each other rise. And so, um, so I think that, only great, greater things will be coming um, from all the dinners, and I hope that I hope to stay connected. Um, my my next step is to try to get like a newsletter um, with those that did come, and just to like give updates of what happened at each of them. Um, but then, as um, Mara in, in in from Phoenix, Arizona, she has like this idea of this website of like just you know, putting different events and different accomplishments and research and the podcast and the, the, the shops, like just putting them in one place so that then we can all really just 
um, continue to, to thrive and help each other out. So yeah, I'm was... excited about, I'm excited about it. Yeah. It would be really awesome to even like include tabs of like, what are some of the things that you can do if you're thinking about going to um, graduate school? Cause th- that's the question that we get from our listeners. It's like, do you have any tips on like graduate school app applications? Do you have any um, advice on how to finance it? And all these things that are um, like, if you do this work, like it's like, second nature but it's like how do you do all this work and host it all in one where people can have access to it and and it becomes hard because it's like um when you're that one person who's really good at that one thing (laughs) you're like you're you're stretched thin and so I'm like if it could be a collaboration of some sorts where you know like we can have multiple people working on like well if you're you know this is your identity or this is your thing like here's some resources for that for that particular you know student circumstance yeah yeah i mean i and another individual that i met through you know the instagram social media world was um uh the individual that helped host uh uc santa cruz and she she just was like hey can you do one at uc santa cruz and i'm like well i'll be in oakland this day and i'll be in um was I Oakland? I forget, but I, I, she, she made it work, and it was hosted through her uh, Chicano Center um, there, and um, it was mostly her students. And then the conversation has led to, you know, we need to bring you back on campus and as a, a speaker to talk about, you know, this. But then also, like, like we all have, we all are doing like whatever we're doing really well. Um, and so this hub or this website would then help to place, like, like it would be amazing to do like a Chicana podcast conference webinar or something, mm-hmm. right? Like you all would be on there to talk about like, you know, what does, what the power of storytelling through podcasts. Uh, I mean, I think that there's a lot of uh, things that we all do really well, but it's how do we also organize ourselves really in a in a in a in a, in a way that we can also like profit from it. Quite honestly, yeah, like, it we, would be really awesome because we were actually discussing it with Ariana. I'm like, if we had the budget and we were like a well-founded podcast because this is not (laughs) funded or anything like this is just like out of all free you know tools or uh, things that we just like sometimes as the like rasquache ways like to put it all together um but it's like it would be amazing to have everyone that we had like as guests to come together and be like everyone you know here's an opportunity to network and meet with them and have a discussion about like whatever you know topics we can to help you move along the way and if anyone is out there who has like the power to put it all together, that would be awesome. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking like when I say um, profit, it's to like profit in the way that we see like white males and white um, mm-hmm. scholars, um, you know, be brought in to talk about these being expert in in student of color uh, areas. Uh, I mean, we. I mean, I. I I talked to folks across the nation about transfer students, and um, I did a lot of work around undocumented students um, to help to start the Undocumented Student Center at Cal Poly Pomona and help create the, a whole position. Like, so I mean, I 
I'm, I'm, I will always toot my own horn and I hope that others also understand that they have a lot to offer and that they need to be paid for their, their, their knowledge that they have attained through their education. And also that, um, that we need to understand that once we get access to these budgets of institutions, that we also need to not be the ones perpetuating bringing in the people that don't know anything about our communities. Um, and also advocating at the level to tell folks that have you know, drank the Kool-Aid that no, like we can't always bring the same, you know, white identified folks that are doing the research on our communities instead of, you know, maybe less known um, individuals that are actually from the communities. And so, um, I mean, I think that this is, that's that's the hope to have those type of conversations. I mean, Dinner Con Doctoras is, is the concept of bringing people together around food um, to be able to really get to know each other, build community, build familia, uh, build sisterhood, build doctorhood. But I think it's really then the next step really is to advocate um, and educate each other in, in a way where we have, we know we have that power, we know we have that knowledge. Now, now let's promote and assist each other to understand how to really advocate at a higher level. And when I say a higher level, like, I mean, I work within the city of Pomona with the, I mean, I see the mayor all the time. I work with council members, they're, they're, they're good friends of mine. So there's a lot that we can do, but I feel like even just like these dinners are helping people understand, mujeres understand, Latinas understand, because, you know, I I have stories of the Latina equal pay. Like I'm not just, a, it's not just a cute social media picture that I get to post. I have stories behind that. And we need, and, and women have shared that within these uh, dinners, which just gives me more of an understanding of like, this is, this is what we need to do. How do we now empower each other to speak up in different places? And I think that, you know, that's definitely like the next chapter of what will happen with these dinners. Yeah, and I want to um, just kudos to everything you've said. I've been listening and um, I mean, obviously your experience and your uh, educational background, you know, highlights a lot of things that you've witnessed and researched. Um, but yeah, it's about magnifying our voices. It's about, you know, you know, the previous generations did the, built the foundation and now the, you know, up and coming generations, it's their time to take it upon themselves to continue the work. Because like you said, it, mm-hmm. it can't just be a few people and it can't just be one area. It has to be spread out and, and the message that your that the dinner from Doctora sends is that, you know, we can all do it. And the more visible we become, the more um, accessible it you know it becomes or more the more real like realistic it becomes for people to see themselves. Like yeah, like this person did it. They jumped all these hurdles, faced all these challenges, and I can do it too. Um, and so it's very empowering and uplifting, like you said. And so I really appreciate like the whole concept of dinner con doctoras. I like personally being from California and moving to the East Coast. Like um, it definitely that's what I that's one of the first things that I did when I moved to Boston was to like find my community. So where are the Latinos at? And if not, if it's not technically Mexicans, but where are the, you know, where, where do people gather and where, where can I, you know, what groups can I join so that I can build that community and continue those conversations and for all the reasons that you mentioned. And so I really appreciate seeing fellow Latinas who 
came from California as well. And we're like, hey, what part? You know, like even just the region, even just um, connecting at that level and, and following each other on Instagram and seeing what the great things that they're doing in their doctoral fields. Um, it's just really, really inspiring and seeing that, you know, there's other people out there that are doing great work and that are pushing forward and are interested in supporting other mujeres like you shared. Um, so I really appreciate and want to thank you for that great idea and for sharing that um, the tools to continue creating these um, gatherings. So, you know, thank you for yeah. all the great work. Thank you, thank you, and I mean, it's not uh, it's not my great work. It's just the you know my idea that I help plant into other individuals' um, hearts and minds um, because it's already there, you know. And and I think um, you know I, I I I'm I'm highly spiritual, and I think we all have a purpose in our lives. Um, and so I feel like part of my purpose is to really uh, assist others in in knowing their power. Um, knowing their voice and and then speaking it um, as a you know as a brown girl growing up I didn't see myself in I have curly hair you know I, I didn't see myself didn't even understand myself um, even though like I saw myself within my family I didn't see it in the society so my first idea for my dissertation was actually like on Selena um, and I was you know I actually saw I always say in presentations like I knew Selena as Selena, not J-Lo, right? <laughs> um, I missed her on the radio. I watched her performing uh, concerts on TV, whatnot. And her death just was, it was impactful because it felt like a part of me had also was taken away. And, um, and, I, and so I know that like, even though I didn't research that, part of it was like, Latina representation, Latina visibility. And so again, like that's part of like, I feel like that has been a part of my purpose. I, I, I often, you know, wearing these this critical lens, right? I'm sure you both understand, right? You never really turn it off, right? When you walk into any kind of space. And, um, and I just feel like I'm always trying to meet the gap and assist as many others that ultimately it's like, doing my own self-care work, but then also like systemizing it, creating a systematic approach to it. Um, because I know systematic approaches is what helps the greater masses uh, and creates the greater good versus just thinking like me, like what am I going to do to take care of me? Um, and, and you know, this, this is about making sure that even like young girls, like little girls are looking at these stickers, these shirts, um, and these conversations that we're having um, include them in mind because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want them to not see themselves. I don't want them to experience the difficulty of uh, feeling unseen and invisible. And so I think it's important for us to, to know that like these dinners are just like one, like it's the entry for these conversations, but I do see like the power of like others creating even more from it. I think one of the ideas that came out of the LA one was um, having like creative writing workshops um, together and, and just like hosting, you know, space and time to just write together. Cause 
yeah, we can eat a lot. We love, we can, I mean, I'm not a big foodie, but ironically, um, but mm-hmm. you know, and, but I know the, the power of community around food and just like share, breaking bread. Um, but I, I also know that like when I was in it, like, yeah, I got through it because I had, you know, writing par- partners and, and individuals who were my accountability and I'm still writing, right? I write for my syllabus, lesson plan, uh, grants, whatever it is. So I, I think that there's there's just a lot of still action oriented things that will be coming that um, I'm excited to see. And, you know, I think when I think about, you know, I asked a lot of questions about the podcast, like, you know, you all are doing your talent, right? This is, you can do, this is your strength. And so continue to do that because it's an important way of getting the message out there too. Like for me to say that there's 12 to 15 dinner conductoras across the nation, psh, like I had no idea that that's what, that was going to happen, um, but it's such a beautiful thing to like, and I just try to make myself as available because I want to be able to to be there like like a family member, right? That let's pick up the phone and let's talk about what your ideas are. What's what are you scared about? And oh yeah, don't worry, get some Venmo, bring sunflowers because I like sunflowers, so I feel like I'm there. Uh, but I think it's just allowing for yourself to, to, to be almost like vulnerable, um, to allow people to see who you are, um, and what your passions are. And I think something that, you know, I'm innately shy, people don't believe it. Um, but I think that because I was super shy as a little girl, I paid, that's why I paid attention to everything people said and like how they said it. Right. So body language is super important in communication. Um, and so I just pick up on those things and I know, I know now the importance of not dimming my light and I will shine like, and we all need to be able to talk about all the amazing things that we have created or creating. Um, because I think like in our, in our, in our culture, that's not something that is necessarily taught. And, you know, I never, I never blame my parents for like, you know, immigrants from Mexico figuring out a new country. Right. But I think now it's like, how do we, how do we then empower each other to talk about all the amazing stuff that we have and to also put it out there and ask for um, more than equal pay, quite honestly, because when I, when you read my bio and I said, I do a lot, I mean, I do a lot. And it's, it's, it's important to acknowledge that in order for me to also understand like um, how to continue to one, promote myself, but then ultimately promote others as well. So excited about like just what's to come and there's I know that even this podcast will be great to just continue those type of conversations and that people that have been a part of the dinners or have been wanting to do a dinner right that they actually um connect and we make it happen yeah so um for any of the listeners um what would um how can they reach you or or um sorry so uh, for any of the listeners um how can they reach you or what is a way that they can contact you if they are thinking about um hosting a dinner con doctoras yeah i just started an email uh it's doctorahood at gmail um so anything related to the dinner con doctoras or the doctorahood or even ideas around um any of that is so doctorahood at gmail.com 
Um, and then, you know, Instagram at Lorena Rising um, or at 52 Weeks Rising, um, they can instant message me or, you know, message me there. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, and then, Ariana, um, do you have any other questions? Yeah, I, I think I'm just curious um, about the type of support that you you receive as you continue to do this work. I know that you mentioned um, that this is your this is like a hobby of yours. This is like a a passion project. Um, but what is something that you could share with us that you do for self care and just as you continue your your work? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think, um, I mean, I've always been about time management. Um, and I'm, I feel like I'm super efficient with my time. Um, so just being able to like stick to a, an organized time of how I, or organized plan of how I organize my time. Um, but I also think, you know, my, my familia is just a, a big part of like, what helps me get through I, that my, my support system is important and so being able to spend time with my specifically my mom and dad um and just being with them helps me remind me just to like you know pause because um they're constantly giving me support and I, I, they don't know half of the things that I really am doing um but they're constantly there and I think that that helps for me to to model and understand like the importance of, you know, taking care of myself, but then also, I mean, part of it is like how, why I take care of so many others. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I do hiking, um, live close to the mountains here. So some hiking is really nice. I had a dog, but they took him. So that's all right. <laughs> um, so I'll visit my dog Stanley whenever I, I get a chance and um, and just really just stay still, you know, stay still. Um, I took out my journal as we were talking, talking, cause I think, um, ideas are always coming in my head. Um, but also being able to like process them with, with folks and good people, um, is important. So just making sure to, to make time to be around good people. And I'm, I've been blessed to have lots of really amazing, um, people that have been surrounding me and and life isn't easy you know I mean I think it's important to know that like what we project on on social media is not everything right and so being okay to like disengage as well and as much as I'm really into the world of marketing and I just understand it and can do it really well um just recently I disengaged a little bit more in terms of just taking care of me and uh, giving myself time to just um, lay down sometimes and, and just be still. So thanks for asking that. Yeah, thank you for sharing. And I guess I'm just curious because as we read your bio, I noticed that um, we didn't get to learn what you got your BA or master's or doctorate in. So I'm just curious about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So my BA was in um, marketing management with a minor in multicultural leadership. And then um, my master's was in education and my doctorate was in education. So I got an EDD. Um, and I, I think like, like I said, marketing, I use it everywhere and try to educate educators about the importance of like, you know, 
branding, visibility. Um, I, I just had that kind of lens um, since a little girl. Um, and then I've just been able to like really put it to use when it comes to like initiatives and, and passion projects just like this, right? I, I knew about toolkits or press kits because I was like a big uh, band person when I was in high school and would go to a lot of bands and be part of street teams and whatnot. So, you know, it's like all your experiences, you, I mean, for me, I pull from all of them and, and all the people that I meet. I mean, I just had a student of mine who's working on a documentary that um, on gun violence and he's working with like Netflix and reaching out to like Snoop Dogg and it's just like the world is really small and we can read a lot and so I think it's just really important to um, to know that you have the power to like really do anything it's a mindset you know it's a mindset um, that then you know has to be uh, um, supported by like resources and, and whatnot but I think sometimes it just starts with like knowing that we can and then we we, we attempt to go the route that we, so that we could so we can do it yeah and then one of the my my last questions is uh, you mentioned um, your dissertation and how a lot of these um, experiences that you put together are like coming together now with dinner con doctora so can you talk about what your dissertation like how did that impact you uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, my dissertation uh, topic was uh, cultivating Chicanx Latinx success through parental engagement in higher education. And so, you know, I think there's a lot, there's a lot to be said about where you, how you grow up and, um, and the individuals involved. Um, and so I had, I had both my mom and dad, I had both my mom and dad that raised me and, um, and I just saw them be super supportive of me throughout my whole journey. But, you know, they didn't help me with like my advertising class or um, any any of my, or understand all my involvements on campus, in, in, you know, ASI, student government, um, but they always were there. And the way that they supported was just very different than what the institution says um, parents and families are to be. Um, or how they support it's you know as as immigrants uh, from mexico you know they had lots of love and lots of understanding and lots of like you know tu puedes mija or echale ganes kind of support so consejos uh, and so my research just kind of was about understanding because i, I ran the the cesare travis center for education for six years at cal poly pomona I also ran the RASA grads, and so for six years, I just noticed like ninety-nine percent of the students up there were thanking their parents, you know, and most of the students were first-gen students, so they were thanking their parents because their parents were their support system, and it might have been um, support, maybe some financial, but I know that the research that I found in the themes was, you know, the the, the parents support their Chicanx Latinx students parents support them by any means necessary. Like there's this unconditional love and support that comes from uh, being a parent and that support sometimes looks very different. So there's different ways of support and it doesn't, it doesn't get acknowledged in the institutions of higher education. And so, um, you know, like one parent drove their, their daughter to an hour away from where they live to school 
so that she can study that hour, extra hour. And then when she asked him to get off and come to the campus, that he said he wouldn't get, get off. He waited in the parking lot because he didn't feel comfortable. So, you know, that that's like a lot of like, there's a lot of lack of understanding of how supportive parents are, even if it looks different. Another student shared like the dad would, or the mom would make like a burrito or have food, right? Have a meal for them. And that that's what they needed in order to be able to get through their their college experience. And so I think that just tapping into their knowledge and their resources and their capital that looks differently um, has been ignored by institutions. And, um, and that has been, you know, the drive in terms of just, again, like seeing things that haven't been acknowledged or appreciated and really putting some effort and time and energy to be able to acknowledge it and, and, and make sure that folks understand that, that we have a lot that we can offer too. So um, I'm excited about like the familia concept because I do think that it's very much counter the institution, institutions of higher education. You know, they are ultimately whoever is in charge, they're still white patriarchal. Um, and so we have to be able to like, you know, counter that with um, some culturally relevant practices and that means you know the language of I mean most of our institutions at Cal or at the CSU in California are Hispanic serving institutions HSI but the work and the and the understandings is just not there and so to me it's like making sure that that we like are constantly you know resisting to some degree um, and making sure that those institutions see us and and not just us, the students, but the entire familia and community that we we are ultimately there for. Mm-hmm. And um, my last question is about what it what is it like to work at Cal Poly Pomona? It's been great. I mean, I've been there since 1998 in some shape or form. Um, I was a student there, and and then just never left. So. Uh, for me, it's been a form of home, um, working in athletics for a while, doing marketing promotions and game management. Um, and then the Chavez Center, just really feeling at home, um, working and working with my, my students, you know, the amazing students to really make some changes there. Um, and now working with transfer students, I get to really... I get to really, like, dive into the stuff that I feel makes me the happiest, which is, like... Uh, collaboration and, and, and building partnerships. And so now I'm doing it at a higher systematic level where I work with the city of Pomona, work with the community college that are, are our feeders um, and just try to create, a, well, not try it. We've created a transfer receptive culture at Cal Poly Pomona and often get asked about the work that we do. And, it, and it's, still, it's still relevant to like my research and the way that I just lead. It's about intentionality and just making people feel welcome and like they belong. And I learned that obviously there's, there's a theory behind it, but I learned that first and foremost with, within my community, within my cultura. And so it's just now being able to like help shape it and uh, make it happen at Cal Poly Pomona. Like, I mean, you know, we're at our jobs most of the time. So we got to make sure that we enjoy it and have a, a good time. And so I think, Right now, we're definitely enjoying being able to make some shifts um, and to be able to assist Cal Poly Pomona in being, you know, more transfer ready and and really like I mean, working on 
parent stuff and family stuff as well uh, with folks there. Um, but, you know, everything takes time. And so part of like that self-care question is like also releasing like how much you can get done in one day and also allowing for it to take the time that it needs to take. So, um, so I, I definitely have been, you know, it's like second home or maybe even first home <laughs> been there for so long. So it's, it's great. And the community of, of people that I have connected with, there are just great people to be around with. So. Okay. Great. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for, um, just ha- spending time with us today. Um, and sharing yeah, about definitely. the creation of, um, you know, the mm-hmm. and all of the insight. I think you definitely shared a lot of, um, tips within our conversation that I know that our listeners will appreciate. And, um, and I guess now we're transitioning into announcing a POC business. Um, we, I mentioned it earlier that at my dinner con doctoras, uh, on the East coast, um, the organizer, um, shared with us the doctora designs notebooks. And this is a whole like brand to, inspire the next generation and so this is jewelry inspired by your resilience and it was created by angela chen um they describe their products as a doctora is a state of mind and being grounded in self-care preservation and resistance doctora recognizes more than academic achievement or aspiration and it celebrates wisdom from all lived experiences they selected the term doctora to embrace and celebrate uh, both traditionally and not traditionally considered holders of knowledge and truth. They like to honor women, people of color, immigrants, and those handling life on various intersectional margins. They see a doctora in everyone and hope their designs amplify their truth, strength, and beauty. Doctora was started in 2017 to create resources for future scholars. They make a contribution to the doctora textbook scholarship for every purchase. And you can find these products at doctoradesigns.com. And you can also follow them on Instagram at doctoradesigns. Yes. And lastly, our announcements. Uh, We will have our uh, graduate school webinar happening um, in September for two weekends on a Saturday and Sunday. So uh, we will attach all the instructions if you, uh, there's still spots um, to still fill on some of these. And so um, all that information, we're going to link into our uh, caption of this episode. Great. And so now we're closing. Thank you so much again. And um, any last words that you'd like to share with us before we officially close? Uh yeah, I mean, just continue the Brown Girl Magia that you all have started as well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. For all of our listeners, you can email us at chicanacodeswitchers at gmail.com and send us your POC business, conference, and event shoutouts and listener letters. You could also record a listener message on Anchor app, and that way we can include your recorded message in our future episodes. Follow us on Instagram at chicanacodeswitchers and on Twitter at xcodeswitchers. If you would like to support this podcast, you can Venmo us at Chicana Food Switchers and or become a Patreon contributor. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. And until next time. Bye.